Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Second Take Podcast's review of Dark City, starring Rufus Sewell, William Hurt, Keith Sutherland, Jennifer Connolly, and Richard O'Brien. Written by Alex Broyus, Lem Dobbs, and David S. Goya. And directed by Alex Broyus. Okay, maybe the intro was a little bit long. <laughs> a little long? <laughs> what? It's too late. We're committing. When was the last time you remember doing anything during the day? And I'm Sebastian. <laughs> You're probably wondering why you keep seeing me in your memories. I'm Andy Shoslin. Shut it down. Shut it down forever. And I'm Alex. You should have yelled that during the intro. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> I don't, that's actually one of the shorter intros. It's just music the entire it time. Took forever like, to go nowhere. <laughs> I thought there was, um, I thought there was dialogue in it. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, well, I'm committed. That's in. I hope it set an ambiotic mood for you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yes, I'm set all right. Good. And everyone else. And everyone else. <laughs> all right, welcome to our review. <laughs> Of Dark City, the bitch, Matrix uh, before the Dark Matrix City, that came out before the Matrix, but very close. Yeah, kind of yeah. close. Like, was but it six months or a year or something? The year before. The year before, yeah. yeah. 
1998. So, 1998, the year of the great ape. No. I was seeing this for the first time. <laughs> Likewise. I, I didn't know this film existed un- until I saw the Nostalgia Critic Matrix reviews mm. where the arc at the end of those three is that the whole thing was just a ploy. The, the whole of the Matrix trilogy was a ploy by the producers of Dark City to gain notoriety for Dark City. Oh. That's the only reason I, I had ever heard about this film before huh. uh, before you saying, hey, let's do it. Yeah. I've watched this film a bunch of times while growing up, so I guess if we all have like a role in this podcast, I'm the nostalgic one for this. <laughs> yeah. But it's been like, I, I, why did I watch this growing up? Like, I would have watched this. What well, came in '98? So I would have seen it. I don't know. About '99, oh, it wasn't in cinemas. It was on VHS. Yeah. No, films just kind of came around in the nineties. Yeah, you just happened to watch some things that other people didn't. That's just, just the way it went. So often for movies that we do, unless it's like a obviously a theatrical, a theatrical release, we go to. I've got to go out and pursue to find this film. I own this. I own the director's cut of this, so I just use my special edition version DVD. So you have the one that has the narration Doesn't, cut out. Yeah, cut out. Yes. Yeah. Which I've seen both is preferred, but yeah. once you've seen it once and you know where it's going, the yeah. narration or there or not, it doesn't matter. You know what's happening, but. But this is your first time, Alex? Certainly was. Now, how would you describe your first time? Well, <clears throat> I watched the uh, the trailer before watching this, which was just what you heard, except there was some visuals. Yeah, we should have really <laughs> narrated the visuals over the, tra- over the intro, maybe. Um, now, there is a shorter uh, trailer that is about 30 seconds that has narration. <laughs> Any, did you have any luck finding that, Seb? No, couldn't see it. <laughs> now, watching – sorry, the cat is on some water buckets, like treading a very fine <laughs> – That's some sort of it danger just, cat. Like, it, I am loving – I am living for this cat right now. I love this anyway, cat, but I so kind of want to see what happens if she falls in. Oh, no, she made it. Oh, thank God. Um, back to the podcast. Um I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I forgot to use the 30-second trailer with narration that I should have done, but I'm bad at my oh, job. Yeah. Yes, we get it. D- didn't watch that one. I watched the two-minute one without talking. Um, I immediately started laughing saying, Seb likes this. I'm going to hate this. Yes. <laughs> um, that was my aim. Yeah, good. Um, I, it's now a common trend in the show that I will pull some movie from my past just to fill a week. And then I will spend that week doing what I thought would be an easy, lovely time reviewing, uh, backed against the wall, defending a film till with my last breath. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm prepped for that today. I hope it doesn't go that way, but I am ready to put up some fisticuffs. Put your big boy pants on. Mm. Get ready for a fight. So your first time was that. That's a weird first time. Mine. Um, I, I also have to admit that. Um, if you listen to a variety hour, I don't know if it's come out yet or if it's going to come out, but I talk about time management and uh, it comes out in, in a couple of days. Okay. Well, in this instance, I am terrible at time <laughs> management <laughs> and I know I've got weeks to watch it, but it just doesn't happen that way. Especially when you're addicted to YouTube series that literally take hours to watch. All I'm hearing is, Seb, you need to come to my house every fortnight and clockwork orange me into watching films. Yeah. Tie you down to a chair, 
peel your eyelids open with some tape and make you watch a film uninterrupted. You know what? If we had regular jobs and we could sit down and watch these films together. I would, I would hate that. <laughs> I would hate that absolutely. That regular jobs part nice. Legitimately yeah. how this podcast started, by the way. That's right. Watching we, the films together, then reviewing. On the same day. Like yes. I would go to Alex's and we'd watch. I think it was Super 8 we did. We started yeah. with. Yeah. But yeah, I had a lot alone, of trouble doing that that um that whole thing, like mm. getting a script down. And sounds sounds like you guys had a whale of a time before I came along and it's, interrupted your party by doing work. Look and getting getting prepared. I prepared. I'm prepared. <laughs> I, I watched the I, movie. Yeah. Prepared. Okay. So this is where I'm going with this. I I ran out of time because of my terrible time management. So I got to watch it. At one and a half speed. Okay. Did it influence your experience at all? It has, but I'm going to reveal it to you later. Very well. Did you slow it down at points? Like, oh, there's a big dialogue-heavy scene. I'm going to- How am I going to know that? Like, watch the the dialogue-heavy scene and then go back and go, okay, now I'm going to watch it at normal speed. Because there's talking all the time. Could you hear talking or was yes. this? Okay. I was worried that this is on fast forward. No. And you just. One and a half speed, okay. not like three or four or five times. I guess that's technically better than what I thought. But One and a half speed being <laughs> if this is how slow normal is, then it was speaking like this. Interesting fact. Um, I say interesting fact. Fact. A lot of people will listen to podcasts at one and a half speed, especially Australian ones, because we tend to elongate our words. And oh, they, good. It's a faster for everyone. No, I, don't, I can't do the whole speed racer thing where I talk that fast. No? no That's fair. Hey, speaking of getting through <laughs> things, do you want to, I guess we should... Yeah, we should move on to tri- trivia. Trivia. Yeah. I think we should have done it three minutes ago. No, oh, banter than trivia. Wow. <laughs> Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. (laughs) The best part is I've been requested to remove that last (laughs) bit of the clip and I will not. (laughs) Oh. No, do it. Now talk to you about it after the podcast. The best thing is that should actually go on the variety hour because that comes out on a Wednesday. Yeah, this is a, this is a Monday show. Yeah, so it's always wrong. <laughs> it's never been right unless you're listening to the Monday podcast on the Wednesday. Yeah, like you then can it do is that. Wednesday, my dudes. I can't do the screen, otherwise I would. I'm not going to do it. When either. you finally get around to changing movie babies to movie smoothies, which I which won't they actually do. are mm, debatable. You can change it to um, some Monday text. It is there's, Monday, my dudes. There's got to be some Monday quote out there. <sighs> Magic Monday. I don't, know. I don't like Mondays. I, I don't want to get sued while changing it, I should point out. All right, trivia. I actually have one, Ooh, but I will go second. Roll the dice to see if you guys can take it from me. I'm going to go first. So some of the rooftop sets or set pieces were actually sold to the Matrix. Yeah, um, one of our one of our listeners actually messaged that into the Facebook page. Did not read it. I uh, don't read Facebook. They messaged that before any banter, so it didn't count. Exactly, it didn't count. But I will say thank you, Corey, for that throwing that one at us. Good one, Corey. He did it. You know who you are, Corey. and you know who he is. I think actually. So I do. I could out him right now, but I'm not. I mean, you should Corey. probably let him out himself. I mean, that's just polite. Um, <laughs> Stop trying to take my job, Corey. <laughs> 
Well, I will find you. <laughs> if you want to threaten someone's life on the show, that's fine. But he he represents himself. <laughs> like, like he's Alex the individual. <laughs> you may, you send that's an email to name. us. You email us, and I'll give you his home address. <laughs> I will set this fight up. Look, I'm in a fighting mood. Just just wait. Just wait. Okay. Um, this is a movie. Oh, <laughs> I thought so. Um, no, we actually spoke about it earlier. So someone's going to bring it up about the, the, the amount of cuts in this film. Um, it's oh, like 1.8 yeah. seconds or something mm. on average. Anyway, it's, I've seen this film so much. I don't even notice them anymore. It's the average shot length, mm. which comes in at 1.8 seconds for this film. That's said to be one of the lowest, but when you take that, in in context of other actiony films at the same time, The Matrix uh, has an average shot length of two point three seconds. Armageddon has two point two, and they came out at roughly the mm. same time. Um, comedies, The Big Lebowski, and Office Space, also nineteen ninety eight and, and ninety nine, they came in at four point one and four point two seconds. Mm. So comedies are slightly longer takes. That makes sense. And then you've got um, films that were deliberately made to be visually interesting. So Saving Private Ryan comes in at 5.2 and The Truman Show, 6.2 seconds. Interesting. For okay. the average shot length. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. interesting. And, okay. they're, and they're all contemporaries. They're all films made around the same time. Yeah. Generally speaking, uh, over the 90 years of cinema since the, since the 30s, the average shot length for English-speaking films, for English-language films, has dropped from 12 seconds to two and a half. Oh, that's dramatic. Mm. Okay. Wow. And with action films coming in at about two seconds long for the shot length, you can see just how much action films are a part of the modern cinema yeah. experience. Well, this also goes, we were talking about this kind of when we're doing a bit of a Shyamalan films, you complaining about how often he lingers on a shot. So it probably sticks out a little bit more for you just because if the average is about two seconds for modern cinema, he's definitely not there. He's on the other end of the scale. Yeah, but then the shots aren't interesting. Just just because they're they're long or short, they also have to be interesting. Oh, you know, that's just. I wasn't one. talking about the quality, just yeah. the length. <laughs> so I'll, I'll title of my sex day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well done. Yep, you're welcome. Well done. You so can stay. This film had a budget of twenty seven million dollars. Ninety eight. That's pretty high, actually. And it's what did it go towards? Yeah, I uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bald caps. Um, <laughs> lots of children. That device in The Simpsons that Mr. Burns made to block out the sun. Oh. <laughs> All of these things. It's a fairly cheap film, um, given that it is. It is. It does have some nice visuals to it. Yeah. Like some so, of the effects do look a, a little bit cheap. What was the budget? Twenty seven. You said twenty seven million dollars. I'll, I'll find what the Matrix was out of the first. The Matrix. Oh, the Matrix it? had a budget of sixty three million. Okay. Right. And we say Matrix because the Dark City and the Matrix are very similar ideas. Yes. It's about reality not being what you think it is and finding a way out of it. Yep. By by playing the rules and then subverting the rules oh, by, by the end of it. So the Matrix had a budget of sixty three million. Its gross was four hundred sixty three. So made about five and a half times its budget. Care to take a guess how the Dark City did? It's fine. Okay, uh, none of my none of my reading said that this film was a flop, but I doubt it was also a success. I reckon they would have like doubled thirty million. I reckon they would have maybe walked over the fifty. 
from IMDb, worldwide gross was half its budget, thirteen million. Oh, oh. So it was a flop. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, at only a thirteen million dollar loss, it's not that big a hit. It's not, it's not a hit. That's a that's a, a bust. Well, I mean, if you if you were putting a hundred million dollars into it and you only made thirteen, that would be a much bigger loss. Oh, that, wait, that would sorry. be a serious flop. Oh, it made so, thirteen above its budget. No, no, it made thirteen. Yeah, so it lost. So, it's, so it, it lost only seventeen. Lost, no, only lost 13 or 14 to get to 27. Yeah. That's still, 13 is half 27. That's still like, that's a loss. That's it's a Yeah, it is a loss. It's horrible. But it's, but it's a loss of $13 million, not the yeah. hundreds that flops generally are. I'm mad when I lose, when I lose $13 though. <laughs> like, no, I know that, but you don't, mm. you don't call something that loses, you know, just a double digit you know, mm. budget uh, a huge flop. It's not a huge loss for the production house. It's no Pluto Nash. <laughs> this is true. We should true. review Pluto Nash. <laughs> and interestingly- that's, that's a Patreon. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Somebody has to pay for that movie. <laughs> I was surprised to read this, and after seeing it, I'm still surprised that it happened. Roger Ebert declared Dark City the best film of 1998. He sure did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised that he did. I did liked it? it. I liked Dark City. I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. that right now. I was surprised because- at first, for about the first twenty minutes, I was, it, it, it was laughable. Yeah, right. Just because of the cheesy effects and it's noir, and you can't quite tell if it's satire or not. But I like noir. Yeah, it's, uh, like it has it has a place. It wasn't it wasn't unenjoyable, but I wasn't enjoying it for the quality that it yeah that it was setting out to be. It was laughable to me at first, but by the end of it, I enjoyed it. I still don't see how it's the best film of nineteen ninety eight. What yeah, else? Who, who said it was? Roger Ebert. Is that very famous of, film of critic Ebert and uh, the other one? His name escapes me for the moment. Siskel, Siskel and Ebert, the film review show. Never heard of them. Oh, they were they've been around forever. Probably why. Any more trivia? No more trivia. All right, let us move to the section that is oh, something about babies. I guess I won't do my trivia. I thought you did. You already went first. Yeah, I I got one of my bits oh, out. For God's sake. No, All right, no, cancel. No I bought okay. the movie babies. I bought them. <laughs> Alex, what's your trivia? The babies are done. They're done. Good. Maybe we can just have some smoothies. Okay. Well, are you implying <laughs> that aborted babies turn to smoothies? No. Because I feel like that's what you just said. No. Thank you. So what's your, what, what's your trivia? Murderer. So the director was the same guy that directed The Crow. Yeah. Yes. Right. That is correct. Yeah. So the the when the city is being like built, like when they're doing their tuning, and it's all like moving, he got the idea for that while shooting the crow. Oh, okay. He's and actually they were changing like set pieces. He was actually planning on casting Brandon Lee as well. Is that right? But then he went and died. You know a lot about that, wouldn't you, Alex? Uh, bastard. Not good for his career. No, it's yeah. It's literally, like that'll kill your career. It's true. It's right. He's building up to something. Alex, you said again. It again. The thing about the, you know, come on. He's waiting. Smoothies. Smoothies? Babies. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's all right. Immaculate (laughs) conception. We've got more babies than ever before. Mm. We did it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go first because everyone else is going to say it. Uh, I got The Fugitive and The Matrix. Interesting. I didn't go that way. Fair enough. Which way did you go? For me, it was Total Recall 
mix with the Truman Show. Oh, yeah. But you could also mix in a little bit of that Doctor Who episode where they discover that their civilization is riding on the back of a space whale. Boo. Yeah, no, I know the episode. Yeah. I liked that yeah. episode. Yeah, good episode. I enjoyed it. Nice message at the end too. Um, I just remembered the name of the movie. I was trying to think of this entire <laughs> freaking time. So, oh, doesn't matter. I'll just do the but, one. I, yeah. but, uh, just to show my working, a total recall because, of course, he doesn't know who he is. And uh, uh, Doug Quaid wakes up. He's got no idea about his past life. He just, you know, has all these skills that he that he doesn't know he has. And uh, Truman Show, because, of course, everybody around is, is an actor, an unknowing actor, but an actor nonetheless. I agree. They're, they're real people, but they're, they're playing off memories that aren't their own. They're completely yeah. fictitious, yeah. Okay. I went kind of similar to both of you, but also not. I've used it a lot. I don't know why this year we've covered a lot of films that have reminded me of Shutter Island. Okay. But the idea of can f- false memories influence who a person inevitably will become and act as. Sure. And the Adjustment Bureau. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, have you guys seen that at all? Yeah. No. Uh, Shocking. Yeah, there's a... I think they're meant to, I think they're kind of revealed to be like angels in the end, but there's like this, this secret society that's sculpting the way that human history will evolve by literally freezing people and adjusting minor things in their lives and then unfreezing them so they can kind of sculpt the path they move along. And it's about a character that discovers that this is happening and tries to break free from his path. So like with what the strangers are doing in this film yeah. to um, Murdoch. Okay. But kind of well, like- to everybody it turns out. Yeah, yeah. I think the Adjustment Bureau is like a less sinister version of this because it is set in like the real world and the beings that are controlling things are trying to do so for good reasons. It's just they're doing something that the character doesn't agree with but as opposed to this thing where they're kind of doing it. Not here though, they're just experimenting for some reason. They're just German scientists. (laughs) Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, just a bunch of manglers. That's what they are. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tweets? How do you not know this? Um, I, I said it, so I must know it. And today I'm going to read it to you. Is it got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Okay. <laughs> Tweets. Alex, what you got? Okay. <laughs> Have you been for a jog? <laughs> I Did you go out for a cigarette during that break? What, what's going on? <laughs> just sprinted around the table, just getting ready. Okay. For some tweets. 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 Okay. <laughs> Seamless. We'll fix it in post. Oh, yeah. We won't. This is great. Great banter, everyone. Mm-hmm. Good job. I'm going to go now. Please. Okay. In your um, own time, though. I don't want you to rush. <laughs> I just love just, how much this is killing Zane. Yeah. Love it. Mm. Okay. Uh, so a guy wakes up and he has been set up as a murderer by these alien things who could have just taken him in the first place. Um, then a whole bunch of 90s acting happens. Then a mind-controlled telekinesis battle happens. Hashtag Inception. Inception? Okay. Oh, the city moves. Is that it? And, like, the... Making people believe, in, like planting. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I get you. Like yep. that, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to use that in my movie babies, but I thought, nah, I'm going to have that as the hashtag. Mm. Quick, think of the cheesiest way to say that the human soul strives for truth, justice, and the Hawaiian way. Are you thinking Moriarty vampires too? <laughs> hashtag dark times. <laughs> oh, 
I should have gone second. <laughs> what if the earth was flat and filled with angry Christmas? Oh, <laughs> he did it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I have a hashtag, but I'm not going to read it. Oh, no, why not? Patreons only. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's go. Continue. Into the good. <laughs> go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Please. I, <laughs> I went for another run. <laughs> I, I really liked how subtle uh, Dark City was about the idea that the, the same people are playing different characters mm. or, or, or rather the, the different actors are playing the same character. Uh, we're first introduced to the hotel clerk and he says a line to Murdoch as, he, as, as he's leaving. Um, then the, the strangers come and they basically kill the guy while interrogating him uh, over, over what's going on. They don't on. kill him. They don't kill him, yeah. no, but it's, it's implied that they, that they kill him. Next time you see Murdoch back in the hotel, or no, you see uh, William Hurt, the detective, mm. come in there. He's speaking to the clerk who says the exact same line, but it's a black guy. Yep. Completely different guy, and and the film just does it seamlessly. I really liked how they how they introduced the idea that these memories are uh, transferable. I was at a compliment as well because they didn't do the thing where they flash back for the audience's sake. Yeah. They do the second time though yeah. when Murdoch runs into the hotel owner. Yes, as a, as, as a hot dog vendor or something. Or something or, newspapers, or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. And then he realizes it's the same guy yeah. that he you know, saw at the beginning of the movie. Says that line. But that's but that's fair enough because that's sort of forty minutes into the film, yeah. And that's fair enough that they yeah. flashback for didn't, that didn't just happen. Yeah. But the first time they do it, really subtle, really nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy. Look, okay, this is difficult for me. This film has a bit of a twist in it when you reveal that you know the city's not real. Blah 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 blah. <gasps> Spoilers. So, <laughs> first time around, I like how that plays out because there's a there's a good chunk, a bit of a mystery there um, to kind of get you through going in knowing it all. I felt kind of rewarded in that sense because there are like ah. subtle clues here and there that kind of let you know. It's one of those things you can appreciate on a second viewing. But I will say this film is better for me anyway on the first viewing where you, okay. can, you can really enjoy that mystery. I don't think it plays as well in that way second time around, but it's still really fun. Well, I mean, the, the hotel clerk change introduces the idea that the strangers are ma- manipulating the people somehow. It's when Murdoch is in the taxi and he's talking about Shell Beach. Mm. And he's, you know, talking to the taxi driver. He says, oh, yeah, I hunt him in there. And he asks him, well, how do you get there? And and the guy, the taxi driver can't remember how to get to Shell Beach. Yeah. And then you're introduced yeah. to, okay, the whole world is being manipulated. The whole world is fake. And then you've got the crazy, uh, the crazy cop who reveals a couple of times that there are, there's no exit. You know, they, they've got the maze through yeah. the whole thing. He's constantly drawing those spirals that it's just a circle. There's no way out. There's no way out of the city. They, um, but he goes to the train station to try and get to the city and, and he's going to get onto the express, yep. but it doesn't stop anywhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's the express. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some really good ideas at play here. Yes. And it's really fun from that point of view. Yeah. Alex, what did you like? <clears throat> I actually really liked most of this film. Shocking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I liked the um, – now, look, I, would, I did watch it at 1.5 speed, which this is what I'm getting to. I need to watch this again mm. at normal speed because I, in, I enjoyed it so much 
at one and a half speed that I think that I will enjoy it just as much mm. normal and probably get more out of it. Yeah. Um, but I really liked, like, I, I remember, because I only watched it today on my lunch break a, a bit last night and then the rest of it today on my lunch break at work. And, like, there are little bits, like, maybe an hour in and it's before it's revealed, like, have you ever done anything at, in daylight? Like, do you remember seeing the daylight? Rah, rah, rah. Mm. And, like, I was, I was thinking, like, it, it's always nighttime. Yeah. And, like, it's always just after midnight. <laughs> like, what's it? Yeah. So I was, like, starting to piece it together. And I was, like, this is clever. Like, mm. and it's those, it's the little details. Like, and I think going back and watching it again, I'm going to, uh, like see more and more and I think enjoy it more. But shockingly, like I literally watching that, the trailer, I was laughing at it going, <laughs> I'm going to hate this movie. Said, Cause you kept saying like, it's, it's similar to the matrix. And like, I really like the matrix mm. and like, and it's much sillier than the matrix is. It's different yeah. to the matrix. And like I'm not sure about the strangers. I, I think that is one thing that I dislike. But um, they're kind of weird because they they're, they're meant to be weird, though. Like, no, but I mean they they're playing it very hammerly. They're not yeah. they're not playing it as a serious character. It is it. That's most of where I got the my line for the '90s acting. Yeah. It yeah it. Some notable yeah. some notable people were strangers though. You had the head stranger. I forget his name, but he Mr. played Book. Mr. Book. He played Francis Urquhart in the UK House of Cards. Oh, okay. Uh, David Wyndham, 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 the Australian actor, was oh, the yeah. uh, the sinister one. Mr. Hand, Mr. Hand, the one who gets uh, Murdoch's memory implanted. No, into that him. that was um, that's Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. No, yeah, that's it's, him. That's Richard Ryan. No, yeah, that's him. It is. So which one's David Wyndham then? Wyndham, Lindham. No, no, that's not him. Sorry, one I, of those two. The main, the main didn't one. Didn't realize that's, that's who you. Were, yeah, the, I thought that's who you meant. He's one of them anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, the, the main one that gets the implant is Richard O'Brien. Okay. Oh, very well. I stand corrected, Mr. Hand. I out triviaed Andrew. <laughs> Podcast over. Undefeated. Experiment complete. <laughs> we did it, boys. <laughs> when when they were first doing their city manipulation, the tuning of the city. Mm. It's it's midnight. They stop all the all the people. Uh, they all put them to sleep or whatever, and they start changing the city around and growing apartments and things. I don't know about you guys, but I thought it reminded me of like a, a Monty Python sketch, like a Terry Gilliam uh, mm. kind of scene <laughs> where, where where the city's all moving around, these buildings are twisting around, and it's weird. It's all those all those weird camera angles that they use just reminded me of Terry Gilliam. I do agree. It's not a conventional way of doing that. So yeah. you would never see that kind of effect in a film today. Like with the, with the spiraling of the actual buildings out, yes. they would always go for something more blocky, I'd say. And it, in doing that, it made everything seem like a live action cartoon. Mm. I get that. Yeah. yeah. I, Oh, I was at a, dis- oh, actually, no, I think I was about to <laughs> insult the movie. I'm in the wrong section. Um, I like the main, the lead. Um, he was good. He was really, good. really good. What else has he been in? I, That's I, looked, what I, was trying to pick, I yeah. looked on IMDb and he's got a few things that he's in, but I couldn't recognize him from anything, but I know I've seen him in something and I he can't place it. Kind of, to me, he kind of looks like, however you say his name, Jack and Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin, okay. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. And, and like, maybe maybe that's who I'm thinking of, but I've got this image in my head. I think it's of a TV show. 
but I but I couldn't pick it. I was looking through the list. I was trying to find where I'd seen him, and I could not pick it. He's oh. he's just one of those one of those actors that you yeah. know you've seen before. But the main cast I thought was pretty solid for him. It was Jennifer George. Connelly was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, William Hurt and um, Keith Sutherland. He plays uh, a, a weird, weird yeah, yeah, a weird role. He's constantly I, short of breath. And okay, and I and I get the feeling that was a di- directorial choice rather than an acting choice because he's a very capable actor. They did a good job with his makeup as well. His eye, one of his eyes, was like permanently yeah, half closed and stuff. I had to stop and think. Wait, does he have something like that? And I've just never noticed any other role. Nope, he doesn't. It was just an effect that they put on. I thought it was well done. There was one scene where Murdoch is throwing uh, throwing a rock through a window to open up. Uh, the door. I can't remember where he's opening up to. Is this when the buildings are being crushed together? And he has, oh. to, get through, he has to break through the window to get into the building? Possibly. Uh, but wasn't he's, it to his uncle? Yeah, he needs to break into to somewhere. I think it may have been oh, his, like, his uncle's shop. But he didn't know it at the time. But he throws the rock through the window and in doing so flips the sign behind the glass from close to open. Oh. I thought that was really nice. I don't know if that was intentional, but it was, <laughs> it, was it was a nice moment. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what else was good about this movie? I liked how at the end, after he's won and he just decides, you know what, I've got the brain power. I can just do all the things now. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to make a beach. He neoed it. <laughs> Definitely. It was nice that he gave everybody some water to look at. Yeah. Did you guys read in when you were doing a bit of research on this, um, like what the theories were behind the actual ship, for lack of a better term, that they're no, on? No, please. Um, so there's a couple being like, were these people like abducted from earth per se and just put here, planted with false memories and just lived. Um, some people think that they are, they're like dead and they're like some sort of purgatory, like okay. to you know, study the human oh, soul. Like lost. Yeah. yeah right. Um, yeah. There's a couple of other thoughts. Do you guys have any thoughts? I always went with, they were real people that were just abducted and dropped in, but yeah, I kind the of the film doesn't tell you. So no, I'm kind of bored into them being the literal interpretation that they're aliens and trying to find a yeah. way to sustain their own life. They're all dying off for whatever reason. They're yeah. trying to find a way to be immortal or live longer. Yeah, mm. that's, I, that's all I thought too. Yeah, yeah. I like the way this film was shot. I was saying before off mic that um, a lot of films will darken scenes if they're not you know proud of the effects they put in <laughs> place or want to mask something. Um, it's not as common. I mean, they do happen, but it's not as common to have a film that's deliberately shot like this as like an artistic style rather yeah. than just to mask that. So because I've gone in with the intention, I think it came out really, really solid. Like it looks good. For the, it, for the first third of the film, I was laughing at it thinking it's incredibly cheesy. Mm. It's, it's just a horrible film. I can see why. It Seb likes it, yeah. It, no, oh, no, no, why, why, why it wasn't popular. You know, oh, God, I'm sure there are films that I enjoy for weird reasons that, that you can dismiss because they're, you know, crap and yeah. that cheesy and whatever. No. Yeah. <laughs> but for the first third, I was laughing at it. I didn't even notice the transition. And by the end of it, I thought, this is a bloody good film. Yeah. I really enjoyed the story that it tells. Yeah, the story. When, w- uh, yeah, that- once they introduce William Hurt, the detective. Great character, by the way. Great character. Mm-hmm. He starts trying to work through and you can see him also seeing the wheels turn and, yeah, there are things that don't make sense in this world. What's going on? The little talk about the, um, oh, what's the instrument he had? The oh, the accordion. Oh, the, yes. The, the, yes. That, yeah, his, his mother died recently and it was a gift from her, but strange that I can't remember when she gave it to me. Yeah. He just keeps it around because yeah. she gave it to him before she died. Sometime that he has no memory of. Yeah. And just those little things of like, you keep these little memories for granted. Um, there's a, 
Is it the Thursdayism? Have you guys heard of the concept? I'll double check oh, the that name. the world could have been created last Thursday and yeah. everything and all their memories are just, uh, you know, an, an implant from, from what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid idea. Stupid, but <laughs> fun concept. Do you get, do you get that, Alex? So. Do because I like you understand the concept, yeah. or I get I I get the concept. Yeah, I think it's I think it's I don't, fun. It's I don't stupid, subscribe to the concept. <laughs> no, no, it was obviously it's Tuesday. Like, <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, it exactly. <laughs> well, did you guys want to move on to the bad? Is there anything else you'd like yeah. to throw some praise into this film with? It, no more um, praise from me. On the whole, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, it is. So I'll save the rest for the verdict. I don't yes. have anything more specific to talk about. I'm knowing so, us. I'm sure yeah. we'll get into the bad, and then we'll all remember something oh, yeah. amazing about this film <laughs> anyway. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen, and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. Bad stuff. It's cut quickly. Like the average shot length is noticeable in this one. You didn't like that? I didn't notice it. It feels like the film is in a rush to be over. I definitely felt that. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Boo. It was like every 1.2 seconds. Even, Even played at normal speed. It, it just feels like the film has had enough of itself. Like even the scenes just want to be mm. done. It, it doesn't, if it lingered for even half a second longer, I think it would have been fine, but it just feels rushed. Yeah. It, you can't enjoy it. I don't know how else to, to explain it, uh, but it just, you, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop to enjoy it. Mm. because it was dragging me along with it, saying, no, come on, we've got to go. We can't look at all these toys and shiny things. We've got to get to the bakery or whatever. Which is funny because the film is pretty simple with the actual plot progression. The the, the concepts behind it all are a little bit complex, but even in saying that, there was complex as Inception, which is, eh, you know, it's not that bad. (laughs) So it's weird that it does have to have that pace to it because there's not a whole lot actually happening. I think it hurts it. You reckon? Yeah, I think if it was just a little bit slower, it would have been would have been fine. My That's issues are all narratively based. Oh, I say narratively. Sure. I just like the reveal. Okay, so when um, Murdoch's being attacked out uh, underneath the billboard for Shell Beach, yeah, and like the the billboard does like a hand slice down and cuts off the back of the head <laughs> of one of the um, strangers, uh, and we get revealed yeah. that they're aliens. I. Obviously, I've gone and knowing that because I've seen the film before. Yeah. I still think it's too early. Okay. I think that, that sh- they should have been revealed in their first confrontation with our, ba- our main character to see that they're aliens. I would prefer if we had a bit more time going what the hell is going on. Even just another, another 10 minutes of it. I just felt like it was just a little bit too early. Or even the idea that That's they're good. immortal. You know, the, yeah. yeah, he gets cut down and appears in the film later on. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he, that one's dead. No, I know he's yeah, dead, no. but oh. just- Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So something- just, just to extend that. Also, I mean, I'm not going to rag on this film for having bad effects. It did. That's fine. It's old. Yeah, but that, that was going to be one of my points. Like, it's, it's just, it's a piece of the time. Yeah. Like, the, if it was done now, it could be amazing. <laughs> could, is, could be. But yeah, there's so, an interesting scene where Murdoch is at the subway station, and that's also where he he then tries to get to to Shell Beach, and he learns that the express train is the only thing that takes him there, but he can't catch the express train. It doesn't stop. That's how, that's what makes it an express. Then the, then the crazy cop who 
yeah. has has found out about th- this world, or, or at least has deduced it from everything he's been looking into, that it's inescapable. It's just this one city. It's always night. All these things don't add up. There's something going on here, but he hasn't solved it. He's talking to, to Murdoch for about a minute and then jumps in front of a train, says, I've found the solution for it, and kills himself. Yep. Was he – okay, in the logic of the film, mm. right, was he there waiting for Murdoch to give this exposition? I just or, thought he was waiting to kill himself. Yeah, or yeah. was it just lucky that Murdoch happened to be there, gets the exposition, and he kills himself as he was planning the whole time along? I'm going to say luck. But also, it's there's one train station then, in the city that doesn't go anywhere. So yeah, where else is it going to be? I guess. I know, yeah. but that's a bit of poor writing. Yeah, I is. think if you're relying on luck in the logic of the film, that seems like lazy writing. And this guy had reasons to have known about Murdoch because he was so related to yeah. the case. So if yeah. he had sought him out, it wouldn't have been too bad. I don't know, I, but, he, but he didn't. I just, I don't think he that, did seek him. But. That scene particularly stuck out for me. That I just, oh, that just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Why were they trying to set him up as a murderer? Okay, like that so, never. To see, to see how he, he reacts. reacts. Yeah. yeah. If you think that you're a murderer, even though inside no part of you is a murderer, mm. will you continue on the path that you think you've already set for yourself? That was their experiment. So, Oh, so it was just an experiment. Yeah, so if you woke up tomorrow and thought that you have killed 10 people, would you go off and happily kill an 11th? Or oh. would the fact that you're who you are as a person or your soul – wouldn't want to make that decision, would you not do it? In my current state of mind, I would probably cry. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really explained terribly well why they're experimenting on people. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's just sort of- Searching for soul. Yep, it's just dismissed that, that way and that's fine. Yeah. You don't need it to enjoy the films. But mm. it would have been nice to get some sort of logic What did we it. get? They're a hive mind effectively. They all have a shared yep. memory. Yep. So they don't have a sense of self in that way. And they're dying out for something that apparently must be related to that, but isn't yep. concrete. Yeah, that's it. That's all we have really. And all they know about people is that they behave unpredictably. Yes. They've, they've got no way to predict how people are going to behave. They're, they're, in fact, going through the motions of, of this experiment to try and get some sort of sense of why people behave the way they do. And they, they drop the line in it twice that when they've implanted, like, human emotions and memories into one of their own kind, it's been fatal. It undoes them, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's strange that they go in knowing that, yet are still seeking it. Weird, right? Yeah. It's, it's just I don't think it's particularly well thought out. No. It doesn't need to be. But it's it. This film could have been so much better. I wish it was based off a book because I would read the book just to. Um, is it is it get, an original get concept? More out of it? <laughs> is it is it a completely original idea from the um, the director? Wasn't it? Oh, the yeah, director, he, okay. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, he wrote it. Uh, that's I, was, I wish it was. I mean, yeah. there might be a book. It might be loosely based off. <laughs> but there was another another weird reaction, a weird bit of writing when Murdoch is. Uh, He's, he's spoken to William Hurt, the detective. Mm. Um, he's convinced that, yeah, Murdoch is onto something or uh, not the person that other people are claiming that, that he is, not the murderer that he's been suspected of, of being. Let's him talk to his wife in front of the visitation centre. They get to the end of their conversation. He mind shatters this visitation window, right? Yep. This, this is a prisoner. He's, he's in jail. He's just broken the visitation window. And the police guards behind him come along and gently grab him by the arm and quietly they escort him They saw it explode randomly. That happens though. <laughs> Glasses and bathtubs just explode randomly all the time. Why are they being so polite about it? 
The nineties was not that long ago, and I don't remember <laughs> cops being any less violent than than they can be now. Okay, I'll say in, it. In Murdoch's in white, film. so the cops yeah. didn't want to hit him. Okay, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but it's a harsh reality, unfortunately. Movie cops hurt people all the time. It's true, they're famous for, for being no very reason. violent. <laughs> um, I, just, just another scene that stood out and, oh, that's not right. Well, on the note of the mind-shattering thing, and I talked about the alien being revealed, I hate that effect used when he has, like, the mind bullets or whatever it's you're so calling from cheap. Yes. Oh, I, it's so cheap and cheesy. Today they would just maybe play a sound effect over it and maybe make him look like he's concentrating and then show the effect. They wouldn't. <laughs> it reminded me of Donnie Darko, the, t- yeah. the, the time yeah. tunnel thing, yeah. which I also dislike that effect. Nice. But I think it would have been more effective to not have that effect in there. Yeah. Just to have him, you know, hold his fingers up to his temple or something and then something happens. Or that would have been more effective. Just have Put his hand down to his crutch and just <laughs> squeeze and then. Oh, no, no. Okay. Well, they play it off as like a mystery. Oh, like, what's, what's the difference? <laughs> he doesn't know he's doing it until it's revealed to him that he's the one causing these little changes to happen. So why let us know that he, something that he doesn't know? Let us have, it's, it's noir. Let that's us right. go the mystery with him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And less is more. Did you yeah. guys, we talked about the director's cut having the um, intro monologue by uh, Kiefer Sutherland, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys have that version or did you have the- Yes, I watched the version with the narration. Okay. Without. So so you knew, oh, sorry, no, Alex, you were in the same boat as me, but did you know then going in? How, how bad is this? How much of a spoiler fest is it? Uh, it's not It's not anymore. Look, films for me can't ever be spoiled because the more I know and when I, when I know I'm expecting something, I enjoy it more because I can pay attention to all the things leading up to it. Okay. Right? It doesn't matter that, that I know it. So it didn't spoil it for me. He does kind of say, yeah, the strangers were there and they abducted mm. the people and I betrayed my, uh, my, my people by going along with it. But it, doesn't, it didn't reveal so much that the revelations throughout the film were thrown in any way. I was still as surprised as I think I should have been. Okay. You know, I, was, I, I still liked, liked learning that the, uh, that the memories are transferable between people. That, yep. was, a, that was a, nice, an, a nice reveal. Also that the world isn't real. Mm. That it's a, manipu- a completely manipulated world, yeah. And those things weren't weren't given away. They're they're the most important parts of the film, anyway. I just would have been furious if I was going into Memento and it opened with, "I'm crazy." This guy has tra- yeah. yeah, I <laughs> killed my wife. I'm Stephen Tobolowsky. <laughs> like, cool. Thanks for that yeah. film. But, now, yeah. I mean, the, the the dialogue towards the end of the film when Kiefer Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland is uh, revealing who he is. Mm. To, to Murdoch covers everything covered in the narration anyway. So without it, you still get all the information. It's fine. Yeah. With, with or without, with or without it, I think it's fine. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch into the bad or do you want to move into verdicts? Yeah, let's do it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you think? Yes. My God, we've done it. <laughs> Succinct. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I, I really want to watch this movie again, so I think that deserves a second take. Um... I'm going back to roots here. Give it a second take. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and I really wish that I had the given myself the time to watch 
it at a normal speed. Um, You'll have to second guess next time I, I I throw a personal movie into the into the roster here. Oh no, I'm I'm going to assume it's shit until okay. I watch it. That's fair. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So uh, look, it is '90s. It is very '90s, but I think the overall story and the the journey that you get taken along deserves a a watch. So yes. It's a, it's it's a solid story. It is entertaining. I I liked it by the end of it. Going into it, I didn't. I thought it was cheap and cheesy, and yes. I wasn't en- enjoying it for about the first third. But as I say, it it transitioned at some point, and I didn't even realize that I started to enjoy it and got into the got into the story. I think it's about the time William Hurt arrives that I don't know if it's because he brings some legitimacy or the character's just an interesting part that you can start to learn about how the world is unraveling through through his eyes. Mm. That makes it interesting. But I did like it by the end of it. Good. It could have been a lot more though. Mm. Like it's it's unfortunate that it was I, I don't think it was a budgetary problem. I think there were just some decisions made along the way of yeah, like like the like the mind yeah. bending effects that should have been cut out completely and it would have been more effective without them. Um some of the writing a little bit lazy, but Hey, it doesn't matter. It was a noir film. It was kind of. Hey, look, it was done in the nineties. That's all they could. Write. <laughs> no, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. It's it, my excuse. <laughs> there are good films in the nineties, and they were made in the nineties as well. Yeah. Oh, debatable. About <laughs> when they were made, that is Batman. Look, it's it's. I think in some ways it's a missed opportunity, but on the whole, it's still entertaining, and I will definitely watch this one again. Hooray! I chose this film. I obviously like it. Um, I will say that I wouldn't be dismissive of a remake modern day. I would love a TV series. I reckon like I give me that, a short, like yeah. a 12 episode ended yeah. run on Netflix or something like that. Even six. Yeah. yeah. Just, I would just, love that. I was going to say like a six, like just over an hour. Yeah. Length. This concept definitely has legs on it. Like it, it does. Can, it's it's yeah. an interesting world. Yeah. Even feet. Mm. <laughs> um, I think Andrew said you've seen it, but Alex, if you haven't seen the adjustment bureau, if it's, I prefer this film a lot more to that, but that is another interesting take on the idea okay. of people sculpting reality around, around characters. And it's, it's a bit more lighthearted than this. Oh, a lot more lighthearted, I'd say. So it's a Matt Damon film. Matt Damon. So it's pretty white bread. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there are things it's, it was difficult. I was trying to find films that kind of carried the same plot just for the, when I was doing the movie babies, things that I've seen where there's this outside influence actively there, almost being the puppet master. That's why uh, I went with the Truman Show. Yeah. yeah. Dogma. Like, no. Well, I mean, I, I, was, I could debate Dogma into it, but it's a stretch. But yeah. Um, and The Matrix is obviously, I mean, because the film, and this is a lot darker in, in tone and yeah. in- you know, execution in the matrix, but I guess you could pull that with the machines and the agents kind of doing stuff around people, but even they then, are similar ideas, yeah. yeah. But it's surprisingly for a film that has a couple of other film parallels, this felt very unique for what it was, yeah. I and I struggled to find anything like it. So, if it sounds even remotely interesting to you, I do highly recommend it because. I'm struggling to give you another example apart from maybe Adjustment Bureau, but that's almost a comedy in comparison because of how light it is. So it's tough. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it sits in a world of its own. Yeah. So I, do watch I, it. I don't think I'd seen anything like this before this one. Yeah. And William Hurt is really fun in it. I, I really enjoyed him. I don't, yeah. I don't love him in a lot of things, but he was. He maybe suited just, the character yeah. very well. I need, I need more detective stories. I freaking love yeah. these things. And I yeah. wish, 
I wish I haven't like read so many Agatha Christie novels, so I can't go back and watch the movies. I'm like, I already know this. Tell me something new. Where's the new Sherlock? I know that's not Agatha Christie, but I'm hoping someone hasn't have already added me since then. Anyway, uh, who's fighting who? I obviously will pick Murdoch, but who- still doing them. Yes, we've never stopped. It's the worst part of the show. It's the best part of the show. Ugh. Ding, ding. Remember when we used to do like a remake or a prequel? You hated that. I did, but I just thought of it now. We can do it. I liked it, but you did not like having to pitch movies. I think I'm smarter now. All right. Andrew, <laughs> we used to. One of us would have to pitch a remake or a sequel or a spin-off. I think I vaguely remember. Yes. And the other two would have to give them plot elements that they must include in their pitch. Oh, I'm thinking even further back where we all did one. That's the, okay, we don't have time for that. We don't yeah, have no, time that, for three that, pitches. That sounds like a dangerous amount of improvisation. No, it's oh, fine. Yes. I'll go first. <laughs> what two elements can I put in my remake? Remake. Ooh. Okay. Doing a remake because I want I want to see a remake. Ooh, ooh. I want to see explosions. Okay. Oh, explosion. Okay. Um Ooh. I hate this segment. I don't hate the segment. It's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. What about um Ooh. Um, oh, what if we got them what if we got a character from this one to fight a character from another film in the remake? Oh, you want to combine them? That's <laughs> oh, so what I need is a remake set entirely underwater. But no, here's no. the trick. We we've need got- Ethan Hawke from predestination to battle Ma- Murdoch to the death. <laughs> we've got we've got the fight. Who, is it? Is it uh, Ethan Hawke from Predestination? He Did definitely he, he definitely beat Bruce Willis in Twelve Monkeys because okay. Bruce Willis was dead before he started. Yeah, and he has the power of time travel. Yes, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, the active power of using time travel, not just being sent so, randomly. So this is time travel versus. I'm presuming you're going mind Murdoch. bullets. Yeah. yeah. So this is Wonder Boy versus Doctor Who, mm-hmm. the battle we've yep. always wanted to see. Yeah. I reckon. Okay, time travel is a pretty OP power. But, but you, could, you could appear behind them when you know they're facing yeah. away from you. And but he's literally, he's effectively God Murdoch in this case because he can control the every, entire yeah. place. Not that people, place. But that's where, that's where he'd yeah, be. Yeah, that, that place. Well, that's where he'd be. But how would you get him there. off that place? You couldn't, you couldn't trap him to get him out of there unless you kidnapped, oh, if you kidnapped Anne, his wife. Oh. Yeah. Who is Emma for most of the film and then Anne at the end of it? Perfect. Um, I reckon Murdoch. I reckon he's okay. In D and D, he would have what you call lair actions <laughs> because he's fighting on his home, his home turf. Hey, He'd be if, able to like flip buildings into you and shit. If you will extend precedent to the Matrix, we mm. find that Neo has powers outside of the Matrix, retains mm. his powers outside of the Matrix. So you could argue that Murdoch would also retain his powers off this disc world. Well, that's true. They do. It's, it's tough. He has the power, but they, they also channel their powers into the, the, like the, the city itself, like there's that machine underneath mm. to warp the city. But he was well, doing minor the- things where he wasn't activating the machine. That's right. So I'd say he does have, he's, he's developed the telekine- telekinesis yeah. any, everywhere, but when he's in the city, then he has the, the, the use of the machine to amplify the power. Yeah. So I think for that reason, Murdoch would yeah. kill Doctor Who. Sure. I think so. That's Ethan Hawke. And now for your remake. <laughs> I mean, we don't have, I mean, yeah, I'll do a quickie. I can do a quickie if you really want, but we don't have time. I want you to take out the shitty effects. All right. So we do the same movie, except every time there was an alien inside shown or. Um, mind bullets. Mind bullets. It's out. We just skip it. Good. We just uh, don't do that. Um, I would actually prefer if instead of mind bullets, they did something like, <laughs> like uh, Scott, uh, Cyclops optic blasts <laughs> because it would look better. 
You know, it wouldn't yeah. make sense, but it would, the effect would be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, good times. All right, so next week we are back with Shyamalan Blech. for one week and then we're doing Captain Marvel. Also, Blech. no, you'll love it. Um, so this is all fun because Captain Marvel is set to be like the strongest superhero from the Avengers franchise. No, so I'm curious no, March how is gonna long be awful. she'll run. No, no, <laughs> I'm curious for the sake of this last segment, how long she'll run as champion for yeah. <laughs> because by God, she's going to be powerful. Um, Who's God? Uh, soon to be Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. Well, you can find us on Instagram if you're looking at Second Take Podcast, and you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Or search us on Facebook, Second Take Podcast Media Review or something like that. Yeah, just for the logo, really. Yeah. Um, website. Yeah, we go do. Yeah, Second we go do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did it. Seamlessly. Definitely hit the wrong button, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> SecondTakePodcast.com. And we have an email address, or should I say a Gmail address, at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. At least it's not at email.com. Oh, is that, <laughs> that has to be a thing, right? At email.com. That has hey, to be right. Hope. Let's do it. Let's no. set up the domain right now. <sighs> I don't have time. How do hot source it and HTTP uh, and server proxies. How do we end this? I mean, the music's telling me it's pretty much going to do itself. I'm point. done already. Good. Thank God. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 